0: Uh, I want to remind you about a couple of weeks ago, I guess it was now, we began this rather unconventional Christmas celebration, and we entitled it Deck the Halls. Deck the Halls. And we found that Christmas is not only about all the trimmings, right? We also found that Christmas is how you and I might be different at christmas time you see when you truly understand friend when you truly understand the full meaning of christmas when you truly understand all the implications that came because of christmas when you truly understand the full scope of what happened on christmas you will be transformed you will be changed. Now, so far, we've learned that it's pretty important at Christmas time to be singing to the Lord. We also found that it's important to be sharing with those who are less fortunate than ourselves. And that it's also very important to be serving other people at Christmas time. Now, last week, Scripture kind of got in our grill a little bit. Amen, as the Word of God uh, began ta- teaching us and showing us how to deck our halls with obedience to God. Even as believers, that's an area where I think many struggle beginning with your pastor. But today, we find that it don't get no easier. It doesn't get any easier today as we learn that we also need to deck our halls. With transformation. Deck our halls with change. Friend, has Christmas transformed your life? Has Christmas transformed your life? I read where one man uh, said how Christmas had transformed his life. And he said, yeah, Christmas has transformed my life a lot. It's given me a whole lot smaller bank account. Amen. So Christmas transforms a lot of things. Now, we all know that Black Friday is the shoppiest, the the busiest shopping day of the year. And on Black Friday, uh, usually massive amounts of money are spent. But because of outrageous inflation this year, because of an impending recession that's likely to come, Next year, uh, sales of things were predicted to be way, way down this year. But even in hard times, consumers this year spent $35.4 billion in or around Cyber Monday. Then an additional $9.6 billion on that four-day Thanksgiving weekend. That, friend, is an increase of 5.3% over last year. Wow. Christmas transforms things. Christmas transforms businesses by bring, bringing in billions of dollars in sales of for people that are buying gifts for one another. But Christmas also transforms us. Transforms us into these... Frantic shoppers and these busy house cleaners and these talented decorators. Christmas transforms us into traveling visitors and friendly hosts of parties and, yes, even excited young people waiting for that Christmas morning. But Christmas also transforms our work schedule, Christmas transforms our school schedule by giving us days off uh, during the holidays. But despite all those changes, I don't think that's what God was looking for when he asks us the question today, has Christmas transformed your life? You see, for many people are going through hurt this time of year. Many people are lonely this time of year, they're going through some kind of tension in their marriage this time of year. Perhaps they're suffering from heartache or uh, some type of physical pain. And those things tend to overshadow, overshadow the awesome gift of God that is offered by the birth of his son, Jesus. Sadly, many, many people just want Christmas to hurry up and get over. But the reality is this when Jesus is left out of Christmas, nothing changes. If you leave Jesus out of your Christmas celebration, ain't nothing gonna change for you. I believe that at Christmas time, what God really had in mind was transformation. God wants things to be different in your life because of Christmas. But when we hurt and when we're lonely and when we're disappointed, God wants you to know that while darkness may may be all around you, that is not all there is. There is much, much more. You see, at Christmas, a great light has come into the world. What is that light? Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And he is coming to the world at Christmas. And when we allow Jesus Christ... When we allow the presence of the Lord Jesus, who has come into this world, to not only shine in our lives, but to shine through our lives, we can be transformed. We can be transformed by Christmas, and guess what? So can other people. Transformation. So, where does it begin? Well, I believe that Christmas should begin by transforming our attitude. When problems assault us in our lives, when the arch enemy of God tries to oppress us as Christians, the greatest transformation that should probably occur in our lives is a change of attitude. Pastor Charles Swindle gives an excellent word on attitude. He says... Friend, don't you ever underestimate the impact that your attitude has on your life. He says, Attitude is more important than facts. Your attitude is more important than your past, than your education, than your money, or your circumstances. Attitude, it's more important than your failures, and yeah. Even more important than your successes. It's more important than what other people say, think, or do. Attitude is more important than your appearance, than your ability, or your skill. Attitude. It'll make or break a company. Attitude can make or break a church. Attitude can make or break a marriage. An attitude can certainly make or break a home. And here is the most remarkable thing about attitude we have a choice. Every single day, we have a choice about what attitude we're going to embrace. We choose our attitude. Now, we can't change our past. We cannot change the the fact that people are going to act in a certain way. We cannot change that certain things will inevitably happen that we have no control over. The only thing that we can do is transform our attitude. Because the fact of the matter is this. Life is 10% about what happens and 90% about how you react to it. 10% about what happens and 90% about how you react to what happens. So, this year, as you and I, as a Bethel family, uh, begin to deck our halls with transformation, let's be sure that we check our attitudes. About what? Well, at Christmas time, let's be sure that we check our attitudes about the poor. Let's be sure that we check our attitudes about those who are broken hearted this time of year. And perhaps most of all, let's be sure that we check our attitudes about these empty pews. How many of you would agree that these empty pews should be filled? These empty pews, yes, they should be filled. Those pews, they should be filled with people who desperately need to hear the life giving message of Jesus. These empty pews should be filled, filled with those who are willing to worship the Lord their God. And this is what you need to remember. You and I, we're in charge when it comes to our attitudes about these empty pews. Indirectly at least, the way that we perceive the need for these pews to be filled... Is going to determine whether they ever get filled or not. So what kind of attitude do you have about the senior citizens in the prime of their life that should be occupying these pews? What is your attitude about the married couples who are struggling who ought to be filling these pews? What is your attitude about the families, the children who ought to be filling these pews? You have control of that attitude. You have control of that attitude. So as we deck our halls this Christmas with all kinds of stuff, let's be sure that we choose to deck our halls with a transformation in our attitude. But Christmas should also transform our awareness. See, I bet you the last thing you thought that Brother Bill was going to talk about this morning was the fact that we have empty pews. Well, I want to make you aware and remind you that these pews should be filled. Let's resolve this Christmas to be constantly aware of our words. Not just the bad words you say, but the good words you say or don't say. Let's be constantly aware of our words of invitation. Our friendly words, our Merry Christmases, and the joy that exudes in our voices. Let's resolve to be constantly aware of our words and our actions. Let's let the light that came that day shine in us and shine through us into the lives of other people and begin filling these pews. It's an awareness. You see, friend, a joyous Christmas is not going to be determined by the size or the number of gifts you get this Christmas. No, a joyous Christmas is going to be determined by how much you, me, how much we allow Jesus to be Lord of our tongues and of our behavior. do that we'll begin to see that empty pews start getting filled. And here's some good news for you. God has already provided all that's necessary to transform our Christmas. In Isaiah chapter 9 the prophet writes for unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given and the government will be upon his shoulder and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, he will order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal, the passion, the love of God, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Now what you need to know is, is that the birth of Jesus Christ was foretold 700 years before it happened. Isaiah foretold it here 700 years before Jesus was born. Surely if God could plan with incredible detailed accuracy the birth of Christ, surely he can effectively plan to see you and I through the problems that plague our lives. Same God. You see some of us some of us had no clue if we or our loved ones would even be here right now. But we are. Some people lost jobs during that whole COVID scare. And they got pretty anxious about that. But they're still here. And they've learned, perhaps most of all, that God never forsook them. Some of us have had relationships that have been broken with family or friends. Some of us have experienced physical pain and agony. But God. But God never, ever left you. In fact, he's proven time and again that he loves you more than ever. You see, when we allow the birth of Jesus to transform our view of how others might be struggling, you know what happens? Our Christmas celebration can become truly priceless. When you start looking at somebody else's struggle and you're dealing and helping them shoulder the burden of their struggle, your celebration becomes awesome. So as we deck our halls this Christmas, let us transform our attitudes and certainly our awareness of how God uses us. We're not worthy. We're not not worthy of being used by the hand of God, but we are day in and day out. You are used by the power of God, by the arm of God. He wants to use you. He wants to use you to bless the lives of other people. And fill these empty pews. But while Christmas should transform our attitude, while it should transform our awareness, did you know that Christmas also can transform the approach, our approach to Christmas this year? See, Christmas should transform us by giving us a renewed focus, a renewed direction as we ask God this question. Are y'all ready? Say, I'm ready. I'm ready. Lord, what would you have me to do? Greatest, Christian, greatest question in a Christian's life. Lord, what would you have me to do? You'll never know what the victorious Christian life is until you ask God that question, Lord, what would you have me to do? And then when you get his answer, have the guts and the courage and the willingness to go and do it. I had the privilege of joining Miss Francis and taking uh, all the gifts that you so generously gave for the El Raposo Christmas store. And after we dropped those items off, I had the privilege of sitting down with Phyllis Adams. Many of you know Phyllis. Used to live right across the street. And she's at El Raposo Nursing Home now. And she began to tell me this testimony. The story uh, of her right there in the El Raposo Nursing Home. They, it seems they were, they were gathered in the fellowship area. And uh, Phyllis and this one lady were sitting within a close proximity of one another. And they started talking about they wanted to go home. Right? I mean, they didn't want to be in the nursing home. They wanted to go home. Right? Well, out of the blue, Phyllis says, I started talking about, I am going home. I don't know when, but I'm going home. And she continued to tell the story and how she said, you just sit tight sec. second. I'm going into my room to get my Bible. And she went and she got her Bible, and she brought her Bible back to this lady who had never heard the gospel. And she showed her a couple of Bible verses. Phyllis and Francis used to handle the teenagers here at Bethel years ago, right? So what she did is she shared with this lady there in the nursing home the same way that she used to share the teenagers here at Bethel. Now we don't know if that lady actually came to Christ or not, but here's what we do know. We know that that seed was planted. The gospel seed of Jesus Christ right here at Christmas time. All because Phyllis had the guts to say, Lord, what would you have me to do? She'd be the first one to tell you, I don't know," didn't know what I was doing. I was just doing what God told me to do. And then it hit me. Here she is. Somewhere where she don't want to be. And she's sharing the gospel of Jesus. And I wonder how many of us are right where we want to be. Well, for whatever reason, we don't have the same mission to share that gospel. Especially here at Christmas time when it's so easy. I want to encourage you to let God transform your Christmas That's what he wants to do. He wants to transform your Christmas in every way. But especially in the way that he uses you to bless other people. But listen, for that transformation to occur, you're going to have to begin by allowing Jesus to be Lord of your life. And you're going to have to allow and submit to his control over every facet of your life. That's how that transformation begins. See, God... He's not only interested in transformation at Christmas time. God is interested in transformation for a lifetime. Your lifetime and mine. Now, the difficult thing about transformation at Christmas is that this transformation can be downright risky. Think about the risk that Mary and Joseph ran into as they were transformed by Christmas. Very few people believe that Mary had been impregnated by the Holy Spirit of God any more than we would believe it if it happened today. Both Mary and Joseph, they lost their good reputations. Why? Because of Christmas. Are you willing To be mistreated for Jesus' sake? But it wasn't just them. Think about it. The wise men, they ran a risk by being transformed at Christmas. They lost the comfort of being at their home with their friends and their family. Do y'all know that those wise men probably followed that star for months? I don't know if they're on a camel's back or not, like the pictures say, but they followed that star for months to see where it would lead them. And when they found where it would lead them, at the birth of Jesus, they came and they brought their gifts. And when they left Jesus, they had a whole lot less wealth than they did when they came. Yet they were spiritually Spiritually rich. Friend, Christmas had transformed their lives. But that's not all. Think about the shepherds. They ran a real risk by being transformed at Christmas. See, what you need to know is these shepherds weren't nice little boys with crooked staffs to guard the sheep. No shepherds were the tough rednecks of society. Now I know some of you all resemble that remark. Say amen. Right? They were the rednecks of society. Shepherds had to be tough. And often they used, had to use clubs to smash the skulls of lions and of thieves that would look to steal their sheep. Now what you need to know is, is that sheep was the equivalent of their bank account. All of their money, all of their livelihood was tied up in those sheep. And if they lost sheep, well, that's money down the drain. And yet, after an angel came to them and told them about this Savior being born in Bethlehem, they said to one another, let's go. Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that the Lord has told us about. See, Christmas transformed these shepherds so much. Christmas transformed these shepherds so much, they left everything to go celebrate this birth. They risked everything to go and celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. So what are you willing to leave behind? this Christmas as you celebrate the birth of Christ now there was one last gentleman I use that term loosely his name was King Herod he was king of the land of Judea and King Herod was transformed by Christmas too he was king and he was pretty secure in his reign, until one day the wise men show up and the wise men ask King Herod, Where's this new king that's to be born? Of course, they come looking in a palace because that's where a king would be born. Well, the first thing that I think that King Herod thought of is he said, What king? I didn't get that memo. What king are you talking about that's to be born? You see, Herod wasn't about to let a newborn king live and usurp his power. He wasn't about to let a newborn king take over his reign. The reign of his life or the reign of his kingdom. So when he learns this new king is to be born in Bethlehem, instead of just going after Jesus, He kills every baby two years old and younger trying to make sure he gets Jesus in the process. Herod wasn't about to risk losing authority over his life because of Christ. So how will Christmas transform you this year? Are you like Mary and Joseph? You're willing to risk being made fun of as a Christian when you're at school, in your circle of friends, maybe on the job? Are you like the shepherds? Rednecks for sure, somebody say amen. Rednecks for sure, but willing to leave everything for the cause of Christ. Willing to leave everything for the sake of drawing closer to Jesus. Is that you this morning? Or are we like Herod? There ain't no way Jesus is going to usurp my authority over my life. There's no way this Christ child is going to stop what I want to do when I want to do it and how I want to do it. Many Christians are like Herod. But there's no doubt about it. Christmas was intended to transform our Christmas. I mean, it was intended to transform our lives. But it was also intended to transform the lives of other people in our circle of influence. Christmas was intended to transform the way that these pews look. Be filled with more worshipers. With more lovers of God. With more believers in the Savior. But you see, this will only occur if you're willing to tell other people about what Jesus has done in your life. It's only going to happen if you're willing to tell people the real reason for the season. You see, it's all about Jesus. Somebody say amen. This whole thing, it's all about Jesus. It's all about this Christ child. Are you willing to tell others about God's child and being born? Are you willing to tell others, unto us, God's Son has been given, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince. It's a tall order, even for a believer. So we're going to need help. Amen? We're going to need help transforming our Christmas this year. And so I just want to close with a prayer, a petition, asking God to help us transform our Christmas celebration. Let's pray together. Our Lord and our God, help us to be grateful for being alive right now. Lord, help us to realize that no matter what our problems are, where there is life, there is hope. Lord, help us to have faith and to realize that thousands of miracles occur every single day. Lord, help us to realize that if we'll get our minds focused on helping others and cheering up others, we'll be a lot better off than if we just focus on our own problems. Lord, help us to be better listeners and a whole lot less self-centered this Christmas. Lord, help us to realize that we can't change other people. However, we can live for Jesus. We can, Lord, set a good example for others to follow. We can influence others and impact their lives for your glory. Lord, help us to let your love flow into our lives and then flow right back out into the lives of other people. Lord, we want many to come to Jesus today and begin filling these empty pews. Lord, this year, help us to be transformed by Christmas in Jesus name we pray and all God's people said